the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen maximizing the opportunity to win souls colossians chapter 4 verse 3 without praying also for us that god will open unto me a door of utterance to speak the mystery of christ for which also i am in bonds We've been exploring the opportunity to win souls. And we said it's the best opportunity God has ever given to man. Because he says, go, John 15, 16. He said, you have not ordained me. You have not called me. I have called you. And ordained thee to go and bring forth fruit, apostle, right? As I, I celebrate your honor, sir. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen. Do you like me? <laughs> or you hate me? Oh. No, mommy will not be worried. Do you like me? If you don't like me, I'm here. Yeah, so you better like me. Yeah, because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. You have not chosen me. I've chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should abide. Then you ask whatsoever. Somebody say whatsoever. Whatsoever you ask, it shall be given unto you. It will be given. What does it mean to win souls? You have touched on it on a couple of ways. But this morning, soul winning involves doing everything in our power to ensure that those we lead to, Christ, to faith in Christ never go back to the devil. Somebody say soul winning involves doing everything in our power to ensure that those we lead to faith in Christ never go back to the devil. Say an amen. amen. Yeah, soul winning. Because when we say we are winning souls, we must win them from somewhere. From where are we winning them? From the devil. The devil keeps people in bondage. The Bible said, In whom the God of this earth has blinded the minds of them which receive not the gospel. So he blinds people from the gospel. People in drugs are blinded. People in whoredom are blinded. People in all kinds of things are blinded to the gospel. By the devil. And so we win souls. We rescue them from the hands of a devil. And when we have done that, we must make sure they don't go back. They don't what? Until we bring them to a place where they cannot go back. We have not won them yet. Because if Satan can easily assess them, Jesus said in John chapter 17 verse 12, quickly, John 17, 12, he said, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those, somebody say those, those that thou givest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost. May we lose none. I said, may we lose none. None of them is lost. John 18 verse 9, John 18, 9, he said, that it might be fulfilled that which he spake, 
of them which thou givest me have lost none. So, so winning has to do with bringing people to faith in Christ and keeping people in faith in Christ. When we reach out to people and they say they are born again, our commitment must not end there. Our commitment must go further to see them established, to see them growing in faith. Say an amen. amen. Say a better amen. amen. That means we want to develop a zero uh, a zero tolerance level or policy for loss of souls. None shall be lost in our midst. So winning number two also involves going out. Going all out to ensure that every soul saved is firmly established and continuously growing in Christ. Established and what? Growing. Somebody say established. There are people, they are in Christ, but they are not growing. I read somewhere where somebody wrote, life without Christ is full of crisis. But I have also come to know that you can also be in Christ with crisis. Praise God. Yeah. You can be in Christ. And because you have failed to grow, you will still be having challenges. Yeah. When you come into Christ, if you are going to be able to maneuver and gain victory over the affairs of life, you need to also grow in Christ. The Bible says in the book of 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of God. When you grow in grace, things change. When you grow in grace, you change in grace. Are you following what I'm teaching? When you grow in grace, you change in what? Grace. The grace you are earning spiritually begins to change. I see you gaining better grace. Shout a believing amen. amen. Growth is vital. The Bible said, They that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the course of our God. Psalm 92 verse 12 and 13. Those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the course of our God. He says, they shall grow, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To be fruitful means you have to grow. I've never seen a, a nine-year-old bring forth a child. In this world, we live in all kinds of things are happening. But at least till this morning as I'm teaching, I've not heard of it. You have to grow up to a certain point to be able to bring forth. So when there's no fruit out of your life, it's a symbol that you are not growing. Amen? Professor Smitten, Smitten of Edinburgh used to say to his student, gentlemen, reckon your ministry a failure unless souls are won to Christ. Souls must be won. And I see God use you to win souls. To Shout out, leave an Amen. Over the period, we have established that soul winning involves three things. We said soul winning involves reaching people for Christ. Soul winning involves bringing people to Christ. Soul winning involves keeping people in what? Christ. This service, our focus is likely going to be on keeping people in Christ. But first, why must we seize the opportunity to win souls? One, because soul winning is an important commandment from God that must not be ignored. Somebody say it must not be ignored. So when it's an important commandment from God, they said the words of a dying man. The same way Jesus was not dying, he had died, resurrected, and was about departing. Death is also a symbol of departure. When somebody dies, the person departs. This week there was a sad incident where somebody we knew passed on. 
And mommy mentioned it to Annabelle. And she was crying. And then was asking mommy, so we will not see her again. So as little as she is, she can see that death is departure. Death moves you to a place where we won't see you again. Now, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus was not departing into death. He was departing into glory. And these were his last words. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go ye, go ye. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, the same thing is there. Go ye and preach the gospel. Mark 16, 15. Go ye and preach the gospel into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye. We cannot be standing still. Receive grace to go. I said receive grace to go. It's a command we cannot ignore. And in this year where we say we are loving God and we respond, we keep his commandment. If there is any important commandment to keep, it's a commandment to win souls. May grace rest upon us to do likewise. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. But how profitable is soul winning? Because we must know what profit there are in soul winning. Soul winning is profitable. We've established earlier. It's profitable for who? God. It's profitable to you. And it's profitable to the world. To God, what is the profit of soul winning? So winning honest God by filling his house with multitudes of people. It honors God. Somebody say, honest God. You see, every king is honored by multitudes. That's why when you go for functions, usually the president or the chief, if a two voice coming for a function, by the time he comes, he expects that everybody is seated. And the whole place is filled with people. When he sees a large crowd gathered awaiting his speech, he feels honored, he feels respected, he feels honored. The same thing is with God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 14, 28, he said, in the multitude of people is the king's honor. And in the want of people is the destruction of a prince. So God is honored when we meet in church and there are multitudes in his presence. Luke chapter 14, verse 23 to 20. Two, this was a man who threw a party and he was using it. As he says, the Lord said, it is done as thou hast commanded and yet there is is room. Verse 23, he says, and his Lord said unto him, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Somebody say, and I counsel them to come. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. So God wants his house filled. Somebody say, God wants his house filled. He would rather have it that every church, last Friday we have a half night and we're praying. God is excited when on Sunday morning there are more people in church than they are on the streets. Because Saturday night, if you ever drive past beer bar shops or spots across town, if it's not raining, you will see the number of multitudes gathered over bottles of beer and alcohol. I'm sure the numbers that gather at uh, New Orleans here, may the Lord have mercy on them. I curse that business to die. In Jesus' mighty name. You better shout an amen. amen. And if you are in an alcohol business, repent before it's too late. Yeah. It's not every morning that's morning. There's a book I, I, I'm doing. I'm almost finished. The truth about money. You don't collect money from anywhere. Yeah. You don't collect money from just anywhere and anything. Any product, they go for what sells. 
So if what says is killing people, you are selling it. God wants his house filled. Somebody say, God wants his house filled. So soul winning brings honor to God by filling his house with multitudes. Number two, soul winning is profitable to you. How? Soul winning guarantees supernatural supplies for you on earth and incorruptible crowns in eternity. Hussein Bolt has won a lot of crowns, but none of them will follow him to heaven. German is what? They want to still maintain their title, but it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. When is Nigeria playing next? Because we have to pray for Nigeria. How, how many of you agree with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if some of you were holding the microphone, you'd be calling for some other team. <laughs> Thank God it's in my hands today. All of these crowns are corruptible. The Bible says in the book of First, 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 First Corinthians, yeah, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-four, twenty-five. He said, "Know that they which run in a race." Run all, but one receiver the prize. So run that he may obtain. So he's talking. Then he says, everyone that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Yet they do this to obtain a corruptible crown. But we, an incorruptible crown. So there's a corruptible crown and there's an incorruptible crown. And that one is what we receive when we bring souls to God. Paul was speaking. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. He said, now the time, I have fought a good fight. Give me verse 6. Verse 6. A man is about to die. He said, for now I'm ready to be offered. I'm ready to die. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Look at verse 8. Now... Wherefore, hence there is laid up for me. Thank God for the crowns you are receiving. Thank God for the accolades you are getting. Thank God for the fame and the popularity. All of these are on earth. Bible says, he said, no, there is laid up for me. Will there be something laid up for you when you die? When you get to the other side, will you be received like they receive Apostle Paul or you'll be received like the way they received the rich man who deserted Lazarus. Now there is laid out for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me on that day. Then he says, God is going to give me a crown, but he doesn't want to give it to me only, but unto everyone who loves his appearing, everyone who is committed to the ministry of soul winning, God will give them a crown. You will receive your own. I said you receive your own. But while on earth, when you commit yourself to the business of soul winning, God also rewards you. In the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 35. Luke 22, 35. Jesus said, when I sent you forth without purse or script, when I sent you forth without purse or script or shoes, lucky anything, and they said nothing. When you are a soul winner, God commit himself to meeting your needs. Why? Because soul winning, Meet God's greatest need. It meets God's what? Greatest need. God's greatest need is the salvation of souls. He wants to see everybody saved. In fact, he so needed men saved that he gave his only begotten son out so that multitudes will be saved. So it's his major need. And you can't be committed to God's major need and you'll not be committed to you. 
That's why we saw in the book of Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7, where Apostle Peter, before this time he was a fisherman, ordinary fisherman who was struggling, ordinary fisherman who was having difficulty. The Bible said, one day, while a lot of people needed to hear the word of God, Jesus asked him, give me your boat. He handed it over. And Jesus stepped into it. When he finished, go to verse number, verse number 3, please. Stepping into one of the boats, he asked Peter, its owner, to push it into the water. So that he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Look at verse number 4. When he had finished, God cannot finish using you and dump you. I said, God cannot finish using you and dump you. When God uses you, he rewards you. God is not a man that he should. In fact, in the book of Luke, uh, Hebrews, he puts it in a very interesting way. He says, when he finished, I'll get back to Hebrews. Let's go back here. Let's finish up here before we get to Hebrews. He says, stepping into it. Look at verse 5. When he had finished, Peter said, I have worked hard. See, work hard. Somebody say, work hard. And it's good to work hard. Work hard. But hard work alone. If you look at some people, they have worked hard. Every part of their body is hard. And still, they are not seeing talk. The people who also don't work as hard and their bodies are very, very soft and everything is working, you will join that company very soon. Listen, life is not just a function of labor. Life also qualifies you. You need to succeed by favor. And the favor of God is released upon those who are committed to his cause. May the favor of God locate someone. In the book of Hebrews 6, verse 10, he said, for God is not. Somebody say, God is not. God. Usually, I like scriptures that talks about God is not. Because sometimes, people have a certain mindset about God. So, when the word of God specifically tells us things that God is not, or things that God cannot be associated with God, it convinces us beyond every reasonable doubt. There are times when you see somebody go through a certain experience. He may be a child of God and you are tempted to think that God is wicked. That God is unkind. But scripture makes it very clear for God is not unrighteous. To forget your work and your labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and you do minister. He said he won't forget it. This year God remember your work. And God will reward your work. I said he will remember and reward your work. Number three. So winning is profitable for the world. In what way is so winning profitable for the world? So winning guarantees love and harmony in the world. Somebody say love and harmony. How many of us want to see love and harmony in the world? Even secular artists sing songs. Heal the world, make a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. That's <laughs> I know that guy used to be one of you, your favorite before you came here. If he's still your favorite, you need to be born again. Yeah, Michael Jackson wanted healing for the world. But he didn't know the world could not be healed without Christ. In the book of Isaiah 11 verse 6. Somebody who wanted to heal the world ended up dying prematurely on drugs because he was looking for to fill a void that only Christ could fill. 
in a person's life. The Bible said the wolf, I like the scripture. He said the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Wolf and lambs, they don't dwell together. Are you following what I'm talking about? He said the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. A little child shall lead them. Verse 7. He says the cow and the bear shall graze. The young ones shall lie down together and the lion that straw like the horse. Verse the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. Can you imagine what we are talking about here? Peace and harmony. When cobra sees you, it gives you high five. <laughs> no, that's what the scripture is talking about. That's what he's talking about. Because that's what used to happen in the Garden of Eden. Before, before, the cobra, they used to dance around Adam. When you meet Adam and they are dancing around him, you would think he's a, an Indian man. <laughs> those people have a way of hypnotizing those animals. They can put them around their neck. But Adam could flow together. The nursing child play by the cobra's hole. And the wind child shall be put, shall put his hand in the viper's den. This is tranquility, harmony. They shall not hurt, nor destroy in my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Can somebody hear what I'm talking about? Now, you see, when the knowledge of God fills the whole, the entire human race, nobody will be looking for you to kill you. There will be no Osama. There will be no uh, 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 Boko Haram. There will be no ISIS. Everywhere will be peaceful. There will be no meeting between kingdom mm, <laughs> and trumpet. <laughs> and the last trump. No. <laughs> there will be no. <laughs> it will not be necessary. Why? Because the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. If we can take the gospel to the ends of the earth, permanent change will result. Can somebody give me an amen? How then do we win souls? We say we win souls by praying ceaselessly for lost souls. By going and preaching to them. By sending preachers to them. Last week, that's what we talked about. By sending preachers to them, which we emphasize a lot on giving. Now, the third way we win souls is by bringing them to church and keeping them in church. Somebody say bringing them to church. Say bringing them to church. And keeping them in church. Bringing them. A woman that is popularly known as a Samaritan woman. Met with Jesus. John chapter 4 verse 9. And when she finished. She went back. He said come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this person be the Christ? Went back and brought the whole city to the Lord. I see you bringing the whole city. I see you bringing your whole family to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Brought back. We must learn from Nathaniel. Philip and Nathaniel. After Christ has found us, we have a responsibility to also go find others. Help others to find Christ. Look at what the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 43 and 50. 
The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found, take note, he found who? Philip. And said to him, follow me. Verse 4. Yeah, 44. Now, Philip was from beside the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found who? Ask your neighbor, who have you found? Since the Lord found you. Most of the time, we think, we, we think and we say, I found the Lord. You can never find God. God found you. God found you. And now he's giving you a ministry to go find others. May you not lose out on this ministry. May you not lose out on this ministry. We need to go find them and we need to bring them. And when we bring them, we must keep them. We must what? We must keep them for two major reasons. Because Jesus kept everyone that the Father gave to him. Every one of them. We need to keep those we find for two reasons. Jesus kept everyone the Father gave him. I read those scriptures earlier on. John chapter 17 verse 12 and John 18 9. Then, number two, sustainable church growth is only possible when we, if we keep those God asked to us. If people come and they jump out, they cannot grow. And the church can also not fully grow. So when people come, we must find a way to keep them established and growing in Christ. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? Everyone that comes in, we all have the commitment. You see, sometimes you are not the one who went to bring the person. Sometimes the Holy Ghost brought them. Sometimes a broadcast brought somebody. Sometimes a friend invited somebody. But once the person comes, we have a corporate responsibility to make sure that everyone God brings here remains. Can somebody shout an amen? And that is where we need to know what is required and expected of us. And do it accordingly so that that will happen. Somebody say an amen. amen. So how then do we keep those God brings or those we reach out to and bring to church? How do we keep them? How do we keep them? That's my focus for the next few minutes. One, we must create a welcoming atmosphere for all new converts and new members regardless of their backgrounds. Somebody say create. create. Say create. create. Yeah, we need to create an atmosphere where new converts and new members will feel welcome. That's a church. A living church is a place where new members are coming every day. Where people are giving their lives to the Lord every day. And that atmosphere needs to be created. It doesn't just happen. It has to be consciously created. I like what the Bible says of uh, Solomon. First Kings chapter 10 verse 1 to 8. Oh. The queen of Sheba heard how famous Solomon was. So she went to Jerusalem to test him with difficult questions. She took along several of her officials. Somebody says she took along several. Say several. Say several. Listen, let's understand that every single person who comes into this church is connected to several other people. They are committed to what? Several other people. And once they come here and they are received where? All those several other people are potential members. Am I communicating here? Everyone who comes to hear this place is connected. You are connected to somebody. I'm connected to somebody. We are family. We are friends. All over. Once we bring them in, we come here, we are converted, and they come here, they are nourished. That's what should be the order. The Bible says she came with several other people. With gifts, she loaded her camels with gifts, spices, jewels, gold. When she arrived, 
She and Solomon talked about everything she could think about. Look at verse. He answered every question, no matter how difficult it was. The queen was the queen was amazed at Solomon's wisdom. Look at it. How was she amazed? She was breathless. That's an atmosphere. What is the atmosphere? May we create an atmosphere that will make people breathless. Breathless. When she saw the palace. When she saw the palace. That's why we invest money in air conditioning. It's an atmosphere. Somebody says it's an atmosphere. That's why we, we spend money decorating and buying things. It's an atmosphere. It's not a waste. Because there are some people who still come to church here. They enjoy their condition. But subconsciously, they think it's a waste. And when we are receiving offering, ah, why are we collecting money? We have money. We are doing this. Do we need all of this? You may not need it. Some people need it. Somebody says it's an atmosphere. Atmosphere. When she saw the atmosphere at the palace, she saw her officials, the food on the table. His officials, his servants in their uniforms. When you are coming to church, you look nice. I also teach on opportunity to meet people. No, as for the opportunity, I'm going to stretch it. Because you see, there are certain fundamentals. I just have a sense in my spirit. There are certain fundamentals we need. There are a lot of those that are sometimes closest to people. Simply because, not because God has not given them favor. But they didn't look what they needed to look at the time the opportunity came. I was stretching. <laughs> Praise God. Look, the Bible said when she saw them, the food and the sacrifices offered at the Lord's table. That's the church. Solomon, she said, Solomon, in my own country, I heard about your wisdom and all you've done. But I didn't believe it. Now, listen. This is where we want our church to come to. And hear me, everybody. Hear me, everybody. He says, I didn't believe it until I saw it with my eyes. And there is so much I didn't hear about. Listen. When an atmosphere is a proper one, when people come, they, they come to believe it much more than they heard. When people come here and they feel disappointed coming, you and I are the cause. And God holds us accountable. Can somebody say an Amen. When somebody comes here, ushers, and you shout at the person, the person, ah, you see, you don't know what you are doing. You simply don't know it. When you park your car down there, and somebody uh, crosses you, and as you and you speak as if this one is not a human being. You are a human being. This one is from the bush. There are some people, when you tap their car, it's as if you have tapped their heart. Listen, you don't have a car, you have a demon. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a demon. It's controlling your life. It's no longer a car, it's an idol. You go to some places, you touch some... You wonder, what is a car? A crash and it's gone. Crash. Crash is gone. When you come to church and you are all the time, your face is so straight as if the whole world is against you. Listen, President Kufadu even smiles. Yeah, he smiles. In spite of the way the dollar is going, he is very stable and calculated. He smiles. Who is against you? Who is against you? You alone. Every day you are looking some way. They are singing. 
smile, greet somebody, high five. Everything we are saying, you cannot be bothered. What is wrong with you? Who asked you to come here? If you don't want to stay here, go away. What do you want to spoil our soup and our party? What? Listen, if you are clapping to deceive me that you like it, you better do it well because what is about to come, you may not like it. <laughs> so, we must create an atmosphere. Somebody say an atmosphere. atmosphere. When we close service, we say greet somebody. Immediately, ufao baga, now Okay. Okay. And then how? Okay. Okay. You have a fine face. Who sister be on our channel, brother be on channel cry. On one just all his life. Nipe be our hand nice, say crown in Casada. Now, what's your nipple? When you greet such a person, you make him himself come. Oh my God. You see, listen, let me tell you. You see, let me tell you. Listen, it, it, it's as if the Holy Ghost was preparing me. Was preparing me. Listen. <laughs> on Monday morning, on Monday morning, I, I was shocked to discover that UK has uh, uh, appointed a lowly minister. A minister for loneliness. Oh, you can go and check it out. They have a, that's the first nation to appoint them. Listen, a lot of people are dying of loneliness. It's a major disease that doctors can treat. You see people around? Because we talk about IT, technology. Technology has secluded a lot of people. There are people who are married, but they are too separated. WhatsApp has separated them. Facebook has separated them. People are lonely. And when we come to church, that's an opportunity for somebody to uh, mingle with you and flow with you. And you are driving people. And when people come to, just use your nice face. That one, where squeeze your face? So, what, what are you here for? We sack you in the name of Jesus. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. So we have to create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. Be nice. That's some people. And some make Kenya. Then any my Pastor Opa Dano Komode. Be there. Be there. Be there. Be there. <laughs> Number two, we must pray tirelessly for the establishment of all new converts and new members. We must pray. Somebody say pray. pray. We must pray. We must pray. We must pray. And prayer will still be on. All through this month, every Friday night, between uh, 9 and 12, we're here praying. And it's going to continue by the prompting of the Holy Spirit till the year ends. We'll be praying. Somebody say we are praying. Because God must solve people's problems. Listen, if you don't have any problem, don't think that everybody is like you. People have problems. Hey! I'm up for bro. People have problems. Problems! Problems. But because you are so selfish, you can't, 
You can't imagine that people have problems. People have serious problems. As a pastor, sometimes when they talk and finish, I only have to encourage them by faith. It is well. But I know that this one is a very tough one. But it is well in Jesus' name. That is what compels us. Because I can't solve those problems. God can solve them. How do I engage God to solve them? By praying and then God is working. When we pray, God works. Am I complicating? When we pray, when we pray, God works. We have to pray for new comments. You do know, when, when somebody gets born again, Satan gets mad. One, Satan doesn't want them born again. When they get born again, he gets mad. Then he devises a new strategy, which is to keep them from becoming established. So when you follow somebody up and he's not coming, he's not coming. It's not him. It's not just him. There are forces beyond the natural. Haven't you seen somebody who used to do well financially? He's prosperous and all of a sudden he gives his life to Christ and it looks like the moment he got born again, everything is going apart. And they begin to ask. They begin to question God. I was better off at the Biaba. I came to tell. How come things are not working? How come? You think it is God? No, no, it cannot be God. Because when, as for God, when you are a prodigal son and you come home, he throws a party for you. That means if you are rich before you got born again, God empowers you and prospers you even more. Am I communicating here? That's how God does it. So who is going after that person? Satan. He wants to frustrate him until he will come to a point where he will come to believe that it's better to go to Malamata than to come to church. Am I communicating here? So we need to step in and pray. But unfortunately, there is a cancer in church today. And that cancer, I have seen that in this church is also here. And that cancer is living in Jesus' name. It's a cancer of gossip. They call it what? Gossip. G-O-S-S-I-P. Gossip. Gossip. When people are in church and they have problems, rather than pray for them, we like to gossip about them. Somebody is in church and is trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And you see fellow Christians in the church saying, She has used herself. She has used herself. When she was in secondary school, the multiple abortion, as if you were her roommate. And they say it freely. But when it has to do with them, brothers, you have to help me in prayer. I think there's a, some demonic attack against my marriage. So when it has to do with you, it's a demonic attack. When it has to do with your brother, it is his fault. You see how selfish we are? There are people in church like that. People have problems and instead of standing with them and praying with them, they would rather want to draw closer to them, know what is going on so that they can go and say, hey, listen, <laughs> repent before the judgment of God strikes. Because you see, what you mock others about can easily find their way into your life. It's, it's, it happens easily. The Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. In other words, blessed the wicked are the harmless, for they shall obtain wickedness. Whatsoever a man sows, he reaps. Yeah. It's not everybody who is uh, childless who committed abortion. And even if they committed abortion, now that they are born again, they can have it. 
Am I communicating here? So you have no business using somebody's past against him, even if it's true. And most times, what people say are not true. They know nothing about it. Nothing about it. And they say it freely. Wound people, damage them. Somebody's marriage is suffering. And then he steps somewhere and says, Ah, girl, yes, he can't live with one man. He can't live with one man. Mema. Mema the using this. Hey! Where did you see the men? Using her. Where did you see them? And you are saying it. Be careful your marriage don't fall apart. Because the same demon is at work everywhere. Can somebody give me an amen? You, you, have, you have to be very careful. Very careful. Don't say things you don't know. Even if you know them, don't say them where you are not allowed to say them. The brother shared it with you. Not to go and sell him to pray for him. You, you, you have been acting oja oja. And so the person felt that, oh, this brother, if I confide in him and speak with him, I think he may help me with my uh, pornography. When he comes to tell you, hey! 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 Hey. Hey. Hey, Fred. Don't be impressed. Just because a brother opened up to you. By the time he realizes somebody is in dire need. This person may have even made a commitment never to even borrow. But a circumstance pushed him beyond his own desires and spoke to you about 100 Ghana. 100 Ghana is on WhatsApp discussion page. And once such a person finds out, you think he'll come to church again? And when he doesn't come, you think God will leave you alone? Listen, don't be ignorant. Grow up. Grow up. Time is up. My time is up. My time is up. My time is up. My time is up. A number of things I've talked about, but maybe I'll close with this. I didn't I didn't mean to get this far. My time is up. Give me number seven. We must strive. The rest. We must strive not to be or put a stumbling block before any new believer or new member God asks us. We must strive. Somebody say we must strive. Listen, when you go to church, eh, if there will ever be a problem in the church, do your best that it won't come from you. Because it's dangerous. It is very, very dangerous. Dangerous. There are some people, they sit in church and all they do is to talk about the pastors. Talk about them. Talk about them. When they are breakfast, pastors. Lunch, pastors. Supper, <laughs> pastors. That's all! Keep talking. One of these days, you become deaf and dumb. I'm telling you. If a crisis will come, the Bible says, as for offenses, they are inevitable. They will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. War unto him. Look at what James, uh, uh, Romans says. It's not close. 
Romans chapter 4. Yeah. He says, so every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Now, this is how he starts it. Let not therefore, let us therefore not judge one another anymore, but judge this, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way, in his sister's way. That means, when you come to a place like this, you have a responsibility that if brother Ennis is going to fall, it will not be on my account. If brother sister uh, Tina is going to fall, not on my account. But if somebody is going to stand, it will be on my account. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because every time you make a contribution for someone to fall, heaven takes account of it. And they will deal with you harshly. It's not a joke. Because, you see, the business of getting people saved has cost God a lot. And so, if you make him lose the people he has used his blood to purchase, you think he will spare you? No, no, no. Nobody will do that. In the natural, people don't do that. How much more? I'm telling you. A lot of people are unblessed in church. Eh? It's not because there's anointing of God is not in the place. So. They are poor attitude. Poor attitude in the church. Oh, but, sorry. But they have no regard for leadership. Leaders, if a church is only done by the pastor, I came here, swept here, arranged the chairs, and did everything, then I'm standing here preaching. Am I a, a, a meta or what? Everybody needs to be respected. But for you, there are people, categories you respect. A minister walks up to you to give you an instruction. Look at him as if he doesn't uh, listen. Then when you finish, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Listen, that is uh, more demonic and annoying to God. To obey is better than what? Sacrifice. Don't be put a stumbling block before somebody. You go and borrow somebody's money. You say you won't pay. And you do, ah, then the person will leave church. You didn't bring the personal. You came to meet him. And by the grace of God, he's blessed. And by the grace of God, he has been hearing the messages that Papa has been preaching. You have to be a blessing. You have to help one another. And then you came to him on the basis of a sermon. He has helped you. No, you have done. Ah. <laughs> Why? <are>? You have done. Ah. <laughs> the person has left church. And you are still here pretending you love God. You hate God. You are an enemy of God. Somebody borrowed 100 CDs from you. He says he can't pay. You, your stature, 100 CDs. What harassing? Sorry. You see? Why you borrow money? Pay. But if the person cannot pay, forgive him. around it. If you are going to borrow anybody any substantial amount of money, check his credibility. Not that he comes here. Because here, there are some witches who may be here now as I'm speaking. They are here. Not that he comes here. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, well, sorry. 
I saw her there. They were so funny preaching. Me didn't say pepe pepe for her. Hey, it's a lie. It's a lie. So if you don't want trouble, he says five thousand. Give him five hundred. If he brings it, fine. If he doesn't bring it, you can still lift up your hands without a need. You won't see him lifting up his hands. Now you are all confused. See, it's not. Am I communicating here? Very important. Church is not a business center. We have, when we come to church, we meet people from all backgrounds and we get the opportunity to enter into business deals. But church is not a business center. And if you also love your soul, entering into business and the person not honoring the agreement must not let you leave church. It's a sign of carnality. You love money too. After all, when you were signing the agreement, if you had consulted, maybe he would have told you that guy, we are not sure of him. But because he promised you some huge profit and your eye, ha! 10,000 for you just gave it and when now the returns don't come now you want to bring the matter and blame the church for it Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory, success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa Seranabout Kumase Ghana God richly bless you